1: Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into Tech Vibe Radio tonight. It's Friday night. Doesn't get any better than a Friday night, right, Audrey?
2: I love it. Love being here. Love having a chance to talk about the things that we think matter and get a chance to hang out with um, people who are just doing great stuff. Yeah, without a doubt.
1: And tonight we're putting a special focus on some really neat stuff that's kind of just spinning up now. In the Pittsburgh region. Actually, it's all Pennsylvania for that matter. We're going to have a show really talking with the Pennsylvania Conservative Energy Forum known as PENSEF. Ah, tell me about those. These guys just spun up, and we're going to be talking to Chad Forsey tonight. Uh, He's the executive director of this organization. And so uh, so PENSEF, it was created by, uh, Audrey, get this, conservatives for conservatives who want the Commonwealth to adopt an all-of-the-above-diversified energy portfolio. So it's all about alternative energy, but using fossil fuels as well, too. A little bit of everything, that we have a great portfolio mm-hmm. of, of energy and that we need to be using it all, which I think is just really exciting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I'm, what's the, I'm, what's I'm their about. commitment
2: to the environment?
1: So that's one of the biggest things out here. Right. Because at the end of the day, so they have a platform, Audrey, and we're going to be exploring this tonight with a with, uh, Chad. And actually, I'm going off site for this one. Because schedules are crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So I took okay. the mobile field unit out and I grabbed all this information. So, like I said, this is why we're, we're setting it up here. But the rest of the right. show, I'm going to be, you know, out of so pocket. So they
2: care about the environment.
1: Absolutely. So actually, one of their key platforms is conservation and natural resources. I mean, it's all about keeping the outdoors fantastic. No one wants a messed up environment, right? People enjoy the outside. They they want to go hunting and hiking and and enjoy the outside. So the idea that energy has to be, you know, has to be safe. As far as that goes, and it's part of environmental stewardship as one of their platforms, and energy independence is a big thing as well too. The idea that we have Pennsylvania's blessed with all these resources, we can play into the, uh, the the cycle of. Well, our Pennsylvania nation, as, yeah.
2: a, as a state is very diversified. Oh, and so the absolutely. opportunity for us to be inclusive of all types of energy, I think, it's pretty important. Oh, without a doubt. And the other thing is the amount of research that's going on across. All aspects of energy right. at our at our research universities is, is quite, um, it's quite prolific,
1: and it's something that set the region apart really for for mm-hmm. generations. I mean it's right. something that's been at our DNA, mm-hmm. and so that's why I got really excited to learn more about PENSEF and what they are doing. So I think this is just transformative. You know, the people don't often equate you know conservatives with environment. In in quite this way. And 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 also they're looking at the whole aspect with jobs in the economy, like how mm-hmm. we create new jobs out of alternative energy, right. how do we create more jobs out of traditional energy? That there's this cool nexus where it all kind of comes together. And I just can't wait to explore some of that tonight. I think it's kinda cool.
2: That's exciting.
1: Yeah, so Chad Forcey's gonna be a stopping by, he's the executive director. And then we also bring some other guests with him as well too, just talking about how this is gonna play out really explore more of these platforms around energy independence talking more about environmental stewardship because i think that's just so important you love the outdoors i love the outdoors i mean to me it's all about getting out to frick park it's all getting out to south park that's where i live i think
2: i live in shenley
1: you do live in shenley how many times i run into you riding my bike through shenley this past (laughs) summer audrey it's been kind of fun i'm like audrey is that you you're like yes i'm walking my dog i'm like i'm riding my bike (laughs) so we, we all care about the the great outdoors and i mean for me learning more about the whole aspect of of creating more jobs and how it runs with the economy i think is just fantastic so yeah
2: that's good that sounds like an exciting
1: it's going to be cool segment before we get to all this stuff though this is something i'm bringing up every single show oh really guess what i'm thinking about right now tech 50 you got it it's like you're a mind reader or something like
2: I'm that i'm a mind reader you know what's
1: up after doing the show together for what 11 years now audrey <laughs> You can kind of read my mind a little bit, so you know Tech Fifty has been on my brain, scary. right? Yeah, no. So Tech Fifty, October the twenty fifth. Everybody, mark your calendars, and go to pghtech.org to buy some tickets because it sells out every year.
2: We have a great night. Oh my it's God. a great night celebration. Proud new categories. Yes, focusing on artificial intelligence and robotics. Mm-hmm. It's exciting.
1: Absolutely, man. It's, it's all it's all about. So we've been trying to talk about some of the finalists because there's 50 finalists. And on the 25th, we'll announce winners in the different categories. We've got some great categories. I thought we'd maybe just take just a quick minute just to look at some cool categories, Audrey. So I keep thinking about culture and companies. Mm-hmm. We had this category about three years ago. Right. Because it's, it's a big deal to our member companies that if you don't have a great culture, you do not keep people in tow. You just don't.
2: Well, I mean, it's so interesting. There's two dimensions to culture, I Okay, think. tell me. One is the physicality of where you work. Right. And how you work.
1: Ah, that makes sense. So,
2: you know, what's the sort of the culture of the company, not just in terms of their benefits and all their perks. Right. But how do they treat one another? Exactly. What are their values? Exactly. How do they live by those values? What are the subtlety? Very often companies say one thing and then do another. Do the complete opposite. Right. Usually. And right, how right. do we proliferate a culture right. that's inclusive and is warm and is highly productive? And so it was just our way of trying to draw more attention to it. Exactly. And it's not simple.
1: No. I mean, this is probably the most complex category right. to judge because you said there's, there's, there's more than one angle. It's not just financial performance right. or new products. It's this touchy-feely thing called culture where what does that mean and how are you promoting a great... Work environment. How are you ensuring that your employees are engaged and are continually right. learning? Right, and that you and, care about them. Right. And
2: that they're highly productive and you're sensitive to their whole life. Exactly. And you have fun. Exactly. It's so really we, tough.
1: We, so we have six finalists this year that are in the running for it. I can't wait to find out who wins, but just to see who's in the running. Yeah, who's who, in the who running. Who have you got going on this year? You tell so me. So we me. have
2: Plus Consulting. Yeah. Have you ever seen some of the parties that they do at Plus Consulting?
1: Um. Yes. One time Steve Smith should have dressed up as Kiss. Yeah. That's all I can say.
2: (laughs) But they do a lot of things. They do. No, no, absolutely. Right. Virtual Clarity, Excel for Apps, Mm -hmm. Tier 1 Performance, Teletracking, and NetHealth.
1: Very cool companies. Yeah. They're
2: all in different markets. They're, you know, service industry. Absolutely. actually designing things, to solving problems in healthcare, to working on organizational change. And it's very... Um, exciting, and these companies are all growing, so that's exciting as well because it's really hard to sort of continue your culture as Absolutely. you grow. Oh, that's what it's and, all about. and how you sort of lose, uh, you know, hold of trying to nurture things. It's easy to do when you get over fifty people. So I these are the very c- exciting. I think
1: such a cool category. I'm excited for us to be. Honoring these companies because it's some hard work doing that and real fast we got some great startups that are in the running this year Audrey companies like 412 food rescue HyberSense, platypus care goji blast point wrist call and flexible once again very diverse companies across that field I think is really exciting I mean everything from pop-up childcare to being able to rescue food and waste waste Mm -hmm. uh, you know to a robotics company that has robotic boats I mean, I don't know, it's yeah. so exciting to see all these different types of companies, and I just came with people to learn more about them. So go to pghtech.org, get some tickets, go to the event, learn about all these finalists, and find out who's going to be the big winners this year. Simple as that. So, Audrey, like I said before, we've got a great show in front of us. We're dedicating the entire show to PennCEF, really cool organization. If you go to uh, org, you can learn all about them. And uh, actually, just keep your dial tuned right now, and uh, you can actually... Uh, Really get the, the nuts and bolts of it from, from Chad Forsey, their main guy on the street here. And I think it's a lot of fun, and I, I can't wait to learn more myself as we kind of proceed with the show. So simple as that. Anyhow, we're taking a quick break. We're coming right back. This is Jonathan Kirsting.
2: And this is Audrey Rousseau. We're from the
1: Pittsburgh Technology Council. 35 years, Audrey. 35 years helping tech companies succeed. Just saying, next year will be 36. I don't know where the time's going, <laughs> it's going to be good. Anyhow, learn more about us, pghtech.org. Fly on over to Twitter at pghtech. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night. And before we went to break, we mentioned we are dedicating this entire show to the Pennsylvania Conservative Energy Forum, PenCEF. It's easier to say Pensef than saying all that at one time. But it's a really cool organization, we're going to really just nerd out on it tonight and learn about all the things that it's trying to do. And we're starting off with Chad Forsey. He's the man behind the scenes here at Penn So, Chad, welcome to the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so first off, Chad Forsey. Who is Chad Forsey? Our listeners want to know, who is the man behind Pensef?
3: Well, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a guy who, uh, who lives here in Pennsylvania. I've lived here since I first moved up here in 2000 from my native state of Virginia, uh, I've worked in public policy for many years. Started out in the Virginia House of Delegates, worked in the uh, Pennsylvania Senate, Lieutenant Governor's office, and the Governor's office, before I uh, went out and started working in the private sector, where I've you know focused on agriculture throughout my career, but also on conservation and small business. Um, I'm somebody who thoroughly enjoys living here in Pennsylvania in uh, Harrisburg area and enjoys the great outdoors with my family and. Uh, has been in- interested in conservation and and uh, and frankly in clean and
1: renewable energy throughout my career. Absolutely, absolutely. So, oftentimes people see the word conservative and they're not thinking about it. they're thinking about energy in a different way than what you're thinking about. As people usually equate that with like big oil and things like that, and it, it, but it's not. This is, the, the whole Pennsuff is about a mixture and a diversity of energy, which Pennsylvania happens to have. So, tell us about Pennsuff and, and and what it's doing these days. Like, what is the mission statement? what are you guys up to?
3: Yeah. So PENSEF is an organization that was founded by conservatives for conservatives to promote clean and renewable energy. And for many of us uh, who are engaged in in one form or another with with PENSEF, many of us are either directly working in business, uh, working in uh, in solar industry or the wind industry or biomass. Right. Uh, Others of us are are, are simply supporters. And uh, because we believe in conservation or because we believe in uh, the nexus between small business, economic development, jobs, growing the economy, and the promise of clean and renewable energy. And that's really what conservatives bring to the table. You know, there, there's been uh, people on, on the left and right, and particularly on the left, who have been engaged in clean and renewable energy policy for many, many years. Definitely. definitely. Done a good job. Uh, we believe that uh, for a lot of conservatives, you know, as you mentioned, there's sort of a a uh, reputation that for folks on the right, it's you know they're going to be engaged with you know big oil or big business of some sort, and and you know big business is fine, but we believe that there's a lot of folks, uh, whether they're entrepreneurs or starting up companies, who have an interest in clean and renewable energy for a variety of reasons, you know, and I, I should also mention that for a lot of us, being conservationists is part and parcel to being a conservative. You know, Ronald Reagan said that to be a conservative is to conserve. Exactly. And exactly. uh you know, and Teddy Roosevelt is is one of the key founders of the modern Republican Party and conservatism and and he's famous for, you know, starting our national park system up and uh and, and getting conservation into the forefront in the United States in terms of land preservation. So it, we really believe there's a history here and a tradition and for many of us it's time for us to uh to be heard and and to make our voices acknowledged in the field.
1: Yeah, I can't think I can't imagine it being a better time for this thing to get started because everything is so polarizing these days. But I, right. think, I think we can all agree on the fact that we want a great environment, we want a clean environment, we want to have abundance of energy. We want that energy to do not not have a, a massive impact on the environment. Like and we want to be energy independent too. Wanna to be able to produce our own energy and not be reliant on on other countries to to make us powered up, for yeah. lack of a better term. So to me, it's like, this just makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's uh, it's unfortunate that partisanship oftentimes means that, depending on which side of the aisle you're on, you know, we own this issue and the other side owns that issue. And unfortunately, for far too long, clean and renewable energy has been treated that way. Right. Uh, what we're saying is, is, is look, clean and renewable energy is for everybody. And uh, it shouldn't be partisan. And uh, it shouldn't be part of the, the sniping between left and right. And so for, for folks on the right to get engaged and to get excited about clean and re- renewable energy, uh, it, it's, just a, it's just a wonderful thing. And for many folks, it's an opportunity, to, uh, depending on you know whether fo- we're talking about folks who are elected officials and serve in the state government or the national government who may not have been engaged on this issue in the past, they're getting engaged right now. You know, when we, we recently saw passage in the Pennsylvania General Assembly of the commercial PACE legislation, uh, which received significant, overwhelming majorities from Republicans in both the House and the Senate, Uh, a lot of significant conservative support from leadership on down the line, which demonstrates that when push comes to shove, when conservatives are given an opportunity to get engaged on this issue in the context of growing jobs and growing the economy and uh, domestic energy and national security, some of the issues you've talked about, uh,
1: they will. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of the uh the key platforms that you guys are kind of operating off of. Yeah. Uh, I mean one of, I think the biggest one that I love myself is the idea of keeping a great environment, you know, mm-hmm. keeping the environment safe, keeping it clean.
3: Start yeah. with that one maybe. Yeah, I And mean, in terms of conservation, you know, one thing that I think everybody could agree on is that if our energy sources are both clean and renewable and are uh you know, lower in cost in terms of both upstart Production costs and also maintenance costs over the long term that they're going to have a, a less impact on uh, potentially on localized environments and on the environment in, in general. Um, you know, we're not saying that some of the really uh, high flying forms of energy development in Pennsylvania right now are bad. You know, I'm not here to say that natural gas, for instance, is a problem. Uh, I'm what I'm here to say is that for folks who are engaged with uh, wind, with solar, with hydro, with biomass. That these technologies really do present an opportunity to lessen our impact on the environment while developing uh, domestic
1: energy resources that can can really improve communities. What about in terms of making the more traditional fossil fuels more efficient? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's probably part of it as well, too, because, I mean, obviously, we're not going to be leaving traditional fossil fuels anytime soon. No. And they're abundant. And we have them, and but we want to use them as efficiently as possible and use them as cleanly as possible as well, too. Is that correct? Absolutely.
3: And and we support that. And there's, uh, you know, a number of folks who are engaged in the energy space in Pennsylvania that are working on efficiency. They're working on ways to use natural gas in a safer and more efficient way, working on better technologies with respect to transport and and. Uh, and, and compression and liquefaction and, and using these resources in a more
1: clean uh, and, and efficient way. And we support that. Very, very cool. If people to learn more about PennCEF, where can they go and, and start reading about you and getting more engaged? Yeah,
3: you can go to PennCEF.org, which is our website, and you can learn all about the issues that we're engaged on. Um, and you can learn about the, the members of our leadership council and we're really proud of our leadership council. Yeah. And we have a couple of our Leadership Council, who are going to
1: be uh, talking to you, I understand. I know. And you're going to be hanging out with us, too, talking with them, which I'm really excited about because it really goes to show the diversity of companies and technologies that are going behind this. I'm really excited for us to be exploring this stuff tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So uh, this is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Just reminding you, Tech 50 is right around the corner, October the 25th. I'm thinking some of our friends from Pennstaff are going to be hanging out with us at Tech 50 hopefully this year. We've got a lot of companies that are in that uh, energy and in the environmental category that are in, that are hanging out with us this year. So it goes to show you that this is all part of Pittsburgh's tech ecosystem, Chad. Simple yeah. as that. So I'm really excited about it. I can't wait. To have more tech vibrator, learning more about what PenSaf is up to, talking to some of the folks that are that are on your your, your executive team and everything like that. So we actually we have uh, stopping by with us tonight is going to be John Izos from the uh, Solar uh, Solar PV Consulting. And we also have Mark DeSantis, who is no stranger to Tech Vibe Radio. I was like so happy that Mark was hanging out with us tonight because he's got yeah. some great perspective on what's going on. So we've got a lot with us uh, tonight. So anyhow, keep your dial tuned right here. Once again, this is Jonathan Kersing with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. And follow us on Twitter at pghtech. We'll be right back after this quick break, I swear. Welcome back, everybody. It is absolutely true. You're listening to Tech Vibe Radio tonight. So glad you're spending your time with us so we really try giving you a cool slice of all the great stuff that's happening here in Pittsburgh's technology ecosystem. I'm Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And as mentioned before, we're dedicating this entire show to the uh, the Pennsylvania Conservative Energy Forum known as PENSEF. Go to pensef.org and check them out. These guys are really a brand new forum just spun up. And I just love the things that are happening with this. I love it when we're bringing in technology to solve environmental issues to solve energy problems, to create more efficiencies, to create more energy. I mean, all that around is what this is about. And I just think it's really exciting. And what I love about it is it's about bringing both sides of the aisle together here. You know, it's all about conservative, but at the same time, it's like we all play into this. I'm tired of the polarization, Chad. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Let's get together S- and create some energy and solve some problems, as far as that goes. And, that's right. And keep, keep the country independent. I mean, that, that's what I think it's all about. At the end
3: of the day, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what we're all about. You know, we're we're trying to make make things better for you know for business owners, for farmers, for people in their communities, for
1: people in our cities, for people in Pittsburgh. Exactly. I'm yeah. trying to solve some tough problems here. So, so Chad Forcey, you you lead up this whole organization. That's right. And I'm glad you're hanging out with us tonight. And what is your passion about this? I mean, you've been doing this your entire life. What is it about this topic that that fires you up every day and gets you out of bed? Yeah, I'm excited to help the the little
3: guy. Yeah. Whether that's the farmer or whether that's the independent business owner or whether it's uh, you know somebody in a community who wants to do community solar and, and see more engagement at the local level. I, I like helping that person. Uh, improve their situation. And uh, and, and in, in many cases, unfortunately, government can actually be an impediment to that person. This is why conservatives care about this issue so much. Right, right. right. I got gotcha. you. When, when regulators uh, use old policy to try to box in a farmer who wants to put solar on top of his barn, for instance, and, and say, oh, that violates a zoning statute. you know, We want to help that person and we want to help uh, you know, educate government and educate the citizen right. on ways that they can
1: uh, they can work around that, improve that, and change things for the better. Very, very cool. So we have, joining with us, which I'm really excited about because I think solar is so cool. Solar power, I think, is just such an interesting thing. And before we jumped in the studio, I was talking with John Ezaz over here about, he's been doing this for like 30 plus <laughs> years, which I was like, wow, he's like a pioneer when it comes to all things solar. So, John, welcome to the show today.
0: Yeah, thanks thanks for having me. And, John, what's your company? Uh, well one of my companies is solar PV consulting okay I, have, uh, I wear several different hats so absolutely I, it's my consulting company in solar in the Pittsburgh area. I also have one up in
1: uh, New York in New York as well too and so so first off solar power this is this is part of the array of, of technologies and sources of energy that we should be looking
0: at Absolutely
1: yeah. And so it's been growing, right? So tell us oh. about the, the trajectory. I mean, I'm thinking it was back in the 80s you were telling me is when you started this thing sure. up. And I'm I'm going back. I'm thinking in the 80s. I'm thinking now I was in like the sixth <laughs> grade, okay, not yeah. thinking much about solar power. So.
0: Well, I, I actually, my background is nuclear physics. I used to be in the nuclear industry. Wow. I, I worked for Westinghouse. But okay. in 1985, I moved over to the solar side. And uh, so I started in the industry. Like you said, I've been there for well over 30 years. Uh, at that time, the solar industry was pretty small. Like two companies in the United States making right. making solar panels, maybe a total of about fifty megawatts a year. That was the industry. So,
1: how much is fifty
0: megawatts? Just 50 for perspective, yeah. Fifty. It's fifty million watts. Okay, is that enough to
1: million. run my microwave? Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> <we're> <laughs> the microwave for sure, <laughs> fifty million watts. But you know, now now uh, the you know the, a, a regular a solar factory yeah. typically is sized at about a uh, thousand megawatts. Really? And the whole industry was 50 megawatts. It was 50 megawatts. You know, back then. Wow. Solar panels used to cost, back then, solar panels were costing $10 a watt. Okay. Now they're about 30 cents a watt.
1: Is that in today's cost. dollars, if you compare yeah. that for adjusted for the, inflation
0: type stuff? N- not adjusted for inflation. Okay. 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 but uh, So but still, you, the cost has but, come
1: down dramatically. Absolutely. And I would assume the efficiency has gone up dramatically the with these panels. Got, I it.
0: think the efficiency of solar panels back then were about 10%. Now they're around 20% on average, okay. I would say.
1: And I, I can only imagine the technology that's being worked on now, yeah, yeah. to make them even cheaper and more powerful well, at the I, same time, right? Yeah, the
0: whole thing with the solar industry is cost, and driving down costs, and one way you drive down costs is to raise the efficiency of the panels, so you're producing gotcha. more watts for the dollar. Right? Okay, very, very um, cool. So there are a lot, a of, lot of technology improvements. A lot. It's still a very active industry. Uh, a lot of research going on. I believe um, it, and I, I think it's on a curve that's going to keep keep dropping the prices of solar for. Many years to come. So,
1: give us some some information about the solar industry in Pennsylvania. Yeah, people they don't think of Pennsylvania as yeah. being this like super sunny place, but I, I feel like if Germany is using solar to a to a high degree uh, these yeah, days, absolutely. couldn't Pennsylvania be doing more? Or Pennsylvania should be
0: doing more. Pennsylvania is really one of the one of the worst states in the in the nation for really? adoption of, of solar, in particular. We got to change that. We got to change that. I mean, part of the problem, like you pointed out, is uh, the amount of sun we get. Is low, but like a good comparison to Germany because they're about the same situation. Right. We also have fairly low energy costs. I mean, if you look at the difference between California and Pennsylvania. Uh, I never thought the- about it that way. Right, right, right. It sure, makes sense. Okay. Those are two factors. How much sun do you get? And, and, what and, the and yeah. what's the cost? And what's the cost to get power off the grid? So, California, you're talking about 20 cents a kilowatt hour. Pennsylvania, you're talking about maybe. Six to eight cents a kilowatt. Really,
1: hour. it's that much of a difference. Yes. Yeah, okay, right. so I the, right. the math is starting to yeah. formulate in my head here as get, to why this is the way it is. And you
0: get twice as much sun in in California as you do in, in Pennsylvania. So you look at those numbers, and it, it basically says the payback time is about five times quicker in California than it is in Pennsylvania. So, so I that's, see that's one of the issues, but but I think also from a the government really hasn't. Promoted it very well. I mean, they tried two years ago, and then just it kind of fell flat on his face, and they haven't done anything since. So, I think we really need to get our legislature to, to try to put in some programs that'll promote promote solar because I mean, there's a lot of reasons for it. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, clean, but you know, it's also distributable energy. Exactly. So, you know, it's it's basically, you know, safe from the standpoint. You've got all these distributed energy sources uh, instead of you know somebody wants to blow up a power plant yeah you know, solar doesn't care because it, exactly you walk out one down the street and produce your own power well that's but,
1: why i get so excited about things like solar because of the fact that like it, it basically distributes things out so mm-hmm. i would love to have a bunch of solar panels on my roof knowing that like, a big chunk of my energy could be produced by myself mm-hmm. and I, knowing that all my neighbors had the same thing so in an event of, of, of whether it's you know a weather catastrophe or something crazy happening that like you can't take out the grid at once you have to take out everyone's house in order for people to not have have power so the idea of making it think safer it's more independent obviously we're not relying on shipping things around you just got the sun every day it's gonna the sun always rises right you, you're always gonna have a source of power of course if it's a cloudy day but you can store it in a battery and and so forth so
0: yeah and you, yeah. If you have systems that are that can be independent from the grid you know with their own backup systems then you've got another another level of safety the grid exactly. goes down you still got your power. Right. right. So I'm starting it's to right.
1: understand why you're hooking up with PENSEF and the mm-hmm. relationship that you have, obviously, because you, you we need more of this to be adopted, and that's what PennSEF is going to help you do. Is that, is that correct yeah, in my Yeah, that's pretty much Logic it. I mean,
0: I'm, you know, for years I've been disappointed at what Pennsylvania's done in this area, and I think PennSEF is, is on the right track to, to really rectify that. The other thing that always disappointed me was, was the politics behind it. Okay. And, 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 you know, it's an energy source. It shouldn't be political. Right. right, and so we're taking an approach to try to depoliticize a lot of that energy, exactly. energy decisions. So that's really why I'm with it. Exactly.
1: So, Chad, what are your thoughts on on solar as being part of our our array yeah. of of sources that we can that we can use in Pennsylvania? I think a little bit of everything. Yeah, solar plays into that.
3: Yeah, I think that solar presents tremendous opportunity to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and its citizens to become. You know, individually engaged. The beauty of solar is it's extremely easy to install on an individual property. Now, like I said before, there's lots of things government can do to make it hard, right? But we want to take that and change that. You know, we want to encourage government to support individuals who want to put up solar. You know, everything from, you know, from a from a community-based project or panels on your roof, like you like you talked about all the way up to you know, a large-scale project that we're following right now in Pennsylvania at the Fort Indiantown Gap Warrior Training Grounds uh, north of Dauphin County, north of, about 20 miles north of the city of Harrisburg, okay. where it's a yeah. 40-acre solar project that's being installed uh, using DOD resources to promote the Department of Defense's initiative uh, for clean and renewable energy and energy efficiency, uh, and, and a really a beautiful example of how great solar is when government embraces it. So we want to see more of that. We believe that Pennsylvania ought to be a solar leader nationally. Wouldn't that be awesome to be like on that list. So you know, Pennsylvania's doing it right. Absolutely, you know. And and look, I mean, we've got an industry that's growing at an annual rate of more than 2%. We've got 86,285 jobs in clean renewable energy that have been identified in the commonwealth. And so look, we've got an industry that's growing, it's employing a lot of people. A lot of those jobs are very well-paying jobs, by the way. I- I believe they are. Absolutely. So and this is good for the state. So there's no reason that we should be getting in the way of solar and its
1: advancement in Pennsylvania. We ought to be endorsing it. Get Like I said, I think my dream would be I want some solar panels on my roof charging my electric car if I have an right. electric car. <laughs> but I still, I hate to say, I still like my internal combustion engine sometimes. just... The sound. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a, yeah. But that's a whole other story as, as far as that goes. So, so just reminding our listeners, we're talking to Chad Forsey here from Pennsef. Go to org. A lot of great information on your site as to what you guys are up to and how you're really trying to create just abundant energy here you know, in the state and, and trying to make sure that it's efficient, that it's clean, safe for the environment. All these great things all coming into one. That's why we're really happy to be partnering with you to get the word out on this stuff we think it's just really exciting. So we've got about a minute or so left. What else should we be thinking about when it comes to solar these days? Like what what are the next steps to get people activated? What 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 can listeners do to say, yeah, I want to, I want there to be, I want it to be easier for me to install solar on my farm or to install it somewhere on my property to, to power my, my home or my business.
3: Yeah. Well, well, the first easy step would be to go to pencef.org and sign up okay. to get involved and support our organization right. because we're going to be fighting for better access to solar. We're going to be looking at zoning. We're going to be looking at net metering and Uh, and and, and full price and full support for individual uh, energy producers to be able to sell back to the grid
1: at 100%. We'd like to see that in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, fantastic. So, anyhow, we're taking a break. We are coming right back with more Tech Vibe Radio. Got to thank Chad Forsey for hanging out with us. Thank you, John, for hanging out with us, talking about the solar stuff today. Sure. And up next we have Mark DeSantis stopping by. He's going to be hanging out with us, Chad. Mark's always got a lot of great stuff to say. He's a good friend of, of Tech Vibe Radio and the Tech Councils. And I'm, I was really tickled to know he's also hanging out with Pensaf. Yeah, he's, he's on our Leadership Council and looking forward to hearing from Mark. Absolutely. Good such, stuff. Such cool stuff. Hey, everyone, we're taking a quick break. As I say, we're coming right back. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. Just to remind you, Tech 50 is right around the corner. October 25th will be here before you know it. pghtech.org. This is Jonathan Kirsting. I'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back, everybody. So glad you're spending your Friday night with us here on Tech Vibe Radio. I'm having way too good of a time talking about all things energy in Pennsylvania with our partners, our friends at the uh, the Pennsylvania. Yeah, I can't even speak tonight at, at PennCEF, the Pennsylvania Conservative Energy Forum. Go to PenSeph.org. And we have Chad Forsey hanging out with us all night long. Chad, you run the place, right? That's correct, sir. That's, and, and this just started up, what, about five, six months ago? You just got yeah, out of the block? Yeah, just, thing?
3: just uh, we actually launched in May. In May. So, you know, just, just been on uh, on board now for a, f- a few months, and, you know, and uh, we're getting out there, we're talking to constituencies, we're talking to elected officials, and uh, we're getting the lay of the land right now. So, uh, lots of opportunity for,
1: for us. For sure. And just to reset with our listeners, in case you just kind of tuned in, Chad, just quickly give us the quick uh, elevator pitch. What PennCEF is all about? Yeah, I mean, PennCEF is an
3: organization uh, built by conservatives for conservatives to uh, to spread the good news of clean and renewable energy in the context that conservatives can understand and appreciate. And, and, and that means we're talking about jobs, we're talking about economic development, right. we're talking about conservation, we're talking about national security and and domestic energy and uh, and, and and local you know economic revitalization. All this stuff matters in Pennsylvania,
1: uh, and so we've got. Plenty of opportunity and, and lots of growth to do. Absolutely. And as promised, we said the one and only Mark DeSantis was gonna stop by and hang out us and talk. He's always got some great great, great insight, just great background and experience. He's been he's been at this for decades. And uh, so, so, Mark, thanks for yeah. hanging out with us tonight, man. Yeah,
4: sure, no problem.
1: I mean, I mean, obviously, you've got a great background with energy. I mean, you yeah. were one of the founders of Quantera back yeah. in the day, which is all about making you know energy more efficient and yeah. using it in, in buildings and, and monitoring and everything like that. I mean, you're an investor and stuff yeah. and everything, and you, you have some great political insight. And before we, we 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 jump back on the air here, you're mentioning that you know the technology is just way ahead of policy yeah. these days. And, and that's, that to me is like, man, we could do a whole show just on
4: that. Sure. And that's not uncommon. But I think in the case of renewables, it was, you know, 20 some years ago, it was people sort of politically on the left, let's say, who that was their issue and re- stodgy Republicans. Right. You know, resisted they to, it. They and, want to kill the
1: environment. Yeah. Right? yeah. And
4: it wasn't about that. It was more about the economics of, of right. renewables weren't there. And so it just, you know, Republicans are big believers in free market and let the market decide. And at that time, 20, 30 years ago, renewables were not an economically viable alternative to the other readily available energy sources. That's no longer the case. So it's a given. People have accepted on both sides and across the political spectrum that renewables is a fact of life. You know, I was in China recently for two weeks. I went to five cities. Seventy, Almost over 70% of the power that's generated um, electricity that's generated in China is still generated with coal I know that's why the the air is just terrible I was in two cities the
1: pollution was
4: was absolutely awful I mean you
1: see people wearing masks when they're just walking down the street and it's just like this can't be sustainable it was bad and they know that
4: and they're in fact in making massive investments in renewables Um, now their their whole policy world is very fundamentally different than our how we do things in the United States but they recognize too the value of renewables, and and they're making massive investments. In fact, the largest investments in the world right now are in are in China, both in scale and variety. In variety, I so, see. Um, so, so their,
1: their smoggy days might be behind them, in the near yeah. future hopefully, because yeah. that's just it's kind of scary when you see all that.
4: Yeah, and it is, and it's, and I think it's it's that bad. Now we don't have that anymore in this country. We don't have that kind of pollution anywhere. But um, renewables is contributing in that in that way and making a big difference. But I think the Policy, um, the and and you know I I love our our home state of Pennsylvania, but it isn't always at the foreground. Okay, and the front end of innovative policy. Yeah. Um and and unfortunately, I think that's one of the situations we have our find ourselves. Yeah, here in the state. Um, th- I think the other thing that makes it challenging to change the policy
1: dialogue in in around energy, is the complexity the issue? Well, that's just it. It is so complex, and that's where it's easy to get hung up. Chad, what are your thoughts on the complexity of it? I mean, as as just being like, wow, like yeah. to get through this and to untangle it. And- yeah, and there's there's a
3: lot going on, and, and, and Pennsylvania deregulated, uh, you know, in the last couple of decades, a very uh, long and arduous deregulation process with respect to public utilities and transmission of electricity, and that was good in many, many ways, but in other ways, it created uh, problems that we didn't foresee in terms of you know, creating the the, the PJM marketplace, and, okay, uh, and and uh, and and really a, a, an immediate market driven pricing system that's not based on futures, it's not based right. on it's just on current uh, demand, all right? of the above or mm. on on diversification concerns, but it's just based on immediate demand, and that, you know, to a large extent, puts uh, fossil fuels in the driver's seat right now, and in particular natural natural gas in Pennsylvania, which you know we we don't have a problem with natural gas, we like natural gas, we just want to see a diversified energy portfolio. And- and uh, we want we wanna, to, to make sure there's room at the table for everybody. I'd
4: and like... one, one of the subtle nuances about renewables that a lot of people don't see readily and t- riff off what of Chad said about uh, other sources is, if I, have, if I use gas or coal or, or uh, those sources, I can turn the power up or down. I just put more coal in the bin, as it were, and I just turn it up. Right. I don't necessarily have that control when I rely on renewables. The sun may not shine on a given day. The wind may not blow. But the thing that's going to change that is the fact that battery technology is I was going to bring advancing. that up because that's
1: what's really getting crazy. Right. You can actually store stuff. So when exactly. the sun's not shining, you tap into that battery just to put to put the energy into, into your devices. So that gives momentum now to the renewable market that,
4: that it didn't have previously, which is now if I can store it, doesn't matter if the sun doesn't shine today, I can store it and sell it tomorrow. So I can meet all the requirements. If I... Provide power to the market. The market requires you to deliver that power when the time comes. If I'm a renewable and I don't have the wind blowing or the sun shining and I can't deliver it, I got to go buy it from somebody else. What that does is it changes the dynamics in the market and can make renewable much more expensive and inordinately so. Price of thirty five a megawatt could go up to thousands of dollars in some cases wow. across the country. Okay. So the trick is, is if you can store it. So I collect it when the sun's shining and when the wind's blowing. I can store it and I can resell it at a reasonable price. That's changing things.
1: Policy has to catch up with so, that. So totally, policy yeah. does not align with that right now. So how does it not align, yeah. Chad? Tell me about that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean it. It doesn't align in terms of the fact that you know the technology is dramatically out outpacing what regulators and what elected officials are doing. So you know, with respect to this marketplace that I was talking about, you know, they're they're taking immediate considerations. I'm uh, putting those at the forefront, but they're not they're not thinking ahead in terms of what's what's the market going to look like in a year or two years. And Pennsylvania then throws another layer of complexity into that through the Public Utilities Commission and the AEPS standards process, which you know is, is good in the sense that it gives clean renewables a leg up uh in, in terms of you know saying a certain amount of energy produced in Pennsylvania and sold to the grid has got to come from wind and solar. But at the same time it also uh, it also regulates a marketplace that, frankly, would be probably better served if it was free and a free enterprise was really uh, encouraging those long-term investments that, that we need to
1: see.
4: Gotcha. And, and, and Pennsylvania is uniquely positioned in the United States. Uh, in Europe, Germany basically... Um, got rid of nuclear. There's no nuclear power in Germany. I think
1: mean, literally over the course of a few years, they just said, we're not doing it. And right. And shut it down. So yeah. I was like, whoa. And so some
4: advocates or some people who oppose nuclear power may have celebrated, but a lot of people around Germany didn't celebrate. The reason is if you look at a map of Europe, Germany's kind of at the center of Western Europe, which means they're also the center of a very large European grid. And by virtue of the fact they took nuclear power out of that, they changed the grid dynamics. Totally. Pennsylvania is the Germany of Northeast United States. That makes sense. Yeah, It's sitting at the middle of a very large physical grid that goes all the way up to New England, goes all the way south and pretty far west, uh, just to the uh, edge of the Mississippi River. And so what Pennsylvania does dramatically affects the grid in and around, uh, in in a very large circle around the United States, all the way up to Canada. So, what Pennsylvania does matters to not just Pennsylvanians, to a lot of other people. And so, it's really important that Pennsylvania adopt a kind of a different philosophy mm. when it comes to uh, just thinking about
1: regulations and also incentives. It, yeah. me, it makes me just realize how important Pencef is at this yeah. moment. Like, you really are playing a critical role. Just reminding us, we're talking to Chad Forcey from Pencef, and we have Mark DeSantis, who's on the executive uh, leadership team there. He's also the CEO of Roadbotics, a cool startup here in Pittsburgh that's using some really cool technology to detect uh, uh, imperfections, as I call them in roads. Are potholes imperfections? Potholes are, <laughs> potholes are major imperfections. You know, there aren't as many as you might think, okay. but uh, some of the other things are I more see. important, actually. Mark knows his potholes, but he also yeah. knows energy as well, too, which is why I think this conversation is so exciting. We've got a couple minutes left, and so I'm just curious, Mark, what was it that made you want to join this leadership team with pencef you got a lot of cooking yeah. on your plate right now, oh, Mark, I, but I, you're putting time to do this, so why?
4: Well, first of all, I think it, 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 it brings Republicans to the conversation around renewables yeah and i thought that's a big deal very because much so. often it's they're not thought of as kind of in that conversation and they're, this is why like, i got so pumped about it I was like yeah. wait a second yeah and and that's why i think it's it's reflecting a, a new world which is renewables are a fact of life whether it's solar wind or other sources exactly and so if that's the case then let's let's take it out of the let's take it out of the partisanship if you will of, exactly. of kind of and bring some balance. Can we do some other areas as well too? Because yeah, I think we get a lot more done
1: in this country. So, so this this, <laughs> this
4: group brings a balance to a conversation that I think has been has frankly been imbalanced and distorted a little bit. Right. Because in some ways the conversation stuck in nineteen eighty five. Right, 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 know? right. And and now it's it's this
1: is a this is a new century, we're a lot further along. That is just I, it gets me so fired up to talk about this because I think you're just you're spot on with that, and I just feel like so Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh and the, our listening area here. I mean, we're in this position to really start making a difference and start moving things forward. So, we've got about a minute or so left, Chad. Any parting words about Pencef, Like some goals, some, some yeah. key things people can do right now and getting get involved. I know first yeah, sure. go to pensef.org and check things out and sign up.
3: Absolutely, it's very easy to sign up and support us on the website. Get engaged, um, and there's a lot of ex- to be excited about in terms of what we're doing. And honestly, really, I think what what this conversation boils down to, uh, to a large extent, is strategy. You know, what's our strategic approach going to be to energy in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania in the next year, two years, five years, 10 years, et cetera? Right, right, right. You know, and as much as we don't have a federal government strategy with respect to energy independence and uh, energy security, we also lack uh, a strategy in Pennsylvania. That would emphasize diversification, emphasize, uh, you know, lower regulations, lower costs, and more opportunities for people.
1: And, you know, we need to promote that. That's why we're in all of the above organizations. Exactly. And I love it. All-inclusive. I can't say enough. I'm so glad you guys got to hang out and sure. discuss this. Really learn more. Pencef.org. Check it out. I think you can learn a lot and, and let's, let's start solving some problems. Yeah, Simple as that. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyhow, hey, another show under our belt. But next Friday, we're always back on the air here on KDKA. 7 o'clock every Friday. Learn all about the great things, just like energy happening here. All technology, everything else happening here in the Pittsburgh area. Learn more about the Tech Council by going to pghtech.org. Since 1983, helping tech companies succeed